The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. Down two sinks slowly into the west, <laughs> and tier two rears its ugly head again over Chester. Hey ho, this is the Full Toss Podcast with Jim Law and Lee Dixon, and I'm delighted to say that in this edition of the podcast, with all things Chester Borton Hall, we're in conversation with Harry Caloran, the new first team captain for 2021. Now look, you think you've had it bad, but put yourself in Stephen Parry's position. Now Stephen was given a testimonial by Lancashire County Cricket Club for 2020. Of course, things didn't work out quite as he'd planned, so we'll catch up with Stephen as well. It's Cricket Jim, but not as we know it. Jim Law and Lee Dixon. The Full Toss. What's on at Chester Borton Hall? So we are moving out of lockdown. The club, of course, is still subject to strict COVID regulations. There will be football back on, though. Nomads football and the club are working hard behind the scenes to try and open an external bar. Now, how that will work? Well, uh, keep an eye on the website to get the, uh, the final details. The fixtures are out for the first team, the second team and the over 40s for 2021. They're on the website, too. Not surprisingly, they follow pretty much the same format as last year. But uh, all things being well, we'll be up and running from the third week of April. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. So one of the most prodigious talents that Lancashire County Cricket Club have had over the last few years is Stephen Parry, who made his debut for the club for the first team back in 2007. He was Lancashire's Young Player of the Year. He's represented England in One Day Internationals and in T20s, and he's even played in a World Cup. Stephen, too, has represented the Brisbane Heat in the Big Bash over in Australia. And come 2020, was really looking forward to a lot of hard work and a testimonial year. But we know what happened next. The mighty COVID struck. Stephen, well, all that work that he put in went by the wayside. Uh, but he's still bullish. He's still pretty bullish about it all. He's got great plans for 2021. Not only is he an ambassador as well for Icon Sport, who are, who are Chester's new kit supplier, but he's also putting some things in place that sound pretty exciting for that uh, extended testimonial. Here's what he had to say. <laughs> So, so Stephen, I mean, uh, heart goes out to you here. Um, you know, we we know your background. You've been a, a great player uh, across the years. We've seen you around here at uh, Chester this summer. You're all set for your uh, for your testimonial year, and uh, look what happened. How'd it go? <laughs> well, it's been um, it's been very challenging. So, I think I did um, speaking to someone the other day on Tameside Radio, and I said. I've learned, I think the positive, you've got to take the positives out of it. And, you know, I've learned a lot about myself. So, <laughs> more than I knew. So, it was obviously, I found out what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I need to improve at, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I suppose the lucky thing is, well, the great news is, is that I've got it extended. 
Um, oh, you have? You know, That's terrific. So, uh, yeah, for, for next year. Great. Um, so, obviously, there's a few implications involved with that, but end of the day, at least I've had some time to understand it and, and try and, you know, at least I can try and improve on what I was trying to do already, you know, or you know, I'll be a bit smarter with my time and understand how to how to attack it a bit differently. Um, so, you look at it from a positive side of view, it's... Uh, you know, that's me being positive, but obviously I would have quite liked it if it wouldn't have happened. COVID wouldn't have come. Uh, I mean, it's, I know it's hard work. What sort of things did you have lined up then? Oh, I had a lot. I had private dining with Bumble, uh, David Lloyd. Um, um, I was I had Michael Vaughan at the Lowry. Um, I had a PCA Masters game at Newton, uh, Lee Willows Cricket Club, and that was as a marquee of 500 people that was sold out. Um, <laughs> and I think we had a, quite a lot of people signed up to pay tickets. We, I, I had loads going behind the scenes with me and a T20 game with some kids coaching. You name it, I had it. <laughs> so obviously, it's a very frustrating, um, you know. And you know, all I can say is that I've, what I have found is the people who have who are involved in it have been very supportive, which has been nice and took that pressure off of you know knowing that they're okay with everything at the minute and everyone was very understanding so that obviously really helps and uh, uh, you know whoever hears this uh, <laughs> just thank you, well, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, i mean you're putting a great positive spin on it but it must have been awful i mean was, was there a point in the year when you thought now we can still do something we can still do something and then oh, kind of oh, this isn't going to happen yeah it's just a bit of a yeah definitely and then 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 i thought right there's an opportunity here when we just started being we all came out a bit and we we're getting cricket and it started to like organically get a bit busier everywhere, you know, even though whether it should have or not, people maybe just were just letting the guard down a bit, but um, which is natural at times. We've all done it. If you all say that we've not made one mistake through COVID, then someone's telling a lie pretty much. Most most people, I think. <laughs> um, so I think um, my awareness of thinking I had, a, I had a chance to strike and I obviously tried that and arranged the game and then new rules came in and they had a golf day then the rules got announced just as it was going to be a good golf day people dropping out and in the end it just got a bit whatever I did you know they just seemed to change the rules a week later yeah. just as because yeah. as, you also need time to sell your event and I just kept picking that week where oh no we're going into a different tier yeah. or they're bringing this in now or they're going to do this, you know, Boris is doing an announcement, and this is like after four weeks of it not enough, everyone being the same, it being the same for a bit again. Yeah. It's just like, and obviously, um, Fleety was <laughs> through that process as well, and, and Simon, you know, so it was just, uh, you know, just talking to people like that as well about it. And I think, I think that's what's been good. People have been there for me to chat to them, um, but me being me, um, I just kept going at it, and I think. You know that was the way to go, even though things went wrong. Even you know, if I wouldn't have had a go, yeah, I would have always regretted not having a go in the in this these times. But now I've managed to do something quite good, and I've got an event on with Bumble online. Um, I think we've sold seventy five tickets so far. It's Bumble Christmas, a Chris virtual Christmas party with Bumble. Um, it won't be everyone's cup of tea. I understand that, um, and people want to do it live. But it looks like with the new announcements, you know. Mm-hmm going to the pub and you can go out for a meal and have a couple of drinks. It's, it's still it's still not exactly what everybody wants, but this might be a nice family night in and a quiz and that sounds great. a party and a magician's on as well. So Can we get, t- um, can we get tickets for that? Setting off tickets? Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, it's just you just go online and pay for it. And if you want cocktails, you pay for that as well. So it's a bit of fun in your house, family, and give you know, us, give us a link. Give us a link for that. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, and you know, obviously, it'd be great if we can get a few more people involved. So and that's not until the eleventh of December. So if that goes quite well. I've also got another decent name to, to maybe follow up at one of them online in January um, for my birthday. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, um, so, you know, just, just see how these next week or so. But so far, it's been okay. Um, and, you know, it looks like that, that could be positive for, yeah. for moving forward. And I've also got, I'm doing a bike ride to Blackpool. So wow. at some point I'll be... I'll be asking for you to sponsor to sponsor me. That's just to raise money for my, you know, for the charities that I involve, which is Parkinson's UK and right, yep. uh, and the Lancashire Cricket Foundation. So they're my two charities, and my dad sadly has Parkinson's. That's why that's that. Um, so I was just trying to get awareness out for that, and obviously Lancashire makes sense why I've maybe picked them because yes. <laughs> it's grassroots sport and starting, you know, the help the help all sorts of thing. You know, they just help the cricket community, so which is important. Great. So, so we can um, we can we can back all of this. We can we can find out the details. Go online and uh, and, and, and pledge. Yeah, I've been putting it on Twitter and stuff. But obviously, I've not announced the bike ride yet because I'm just sure. waiting for the rules and understanding. But now I'm in a position where we're going to do that in early Feb. Um, and obviously, that's that's you know, Lancashire, some of the Lancashire members teams are the Lancashire lads are, are going to do that with me. Um, well, you know, the more the merrier. So we'll, so we'll 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 put that online onto the onto the Chester website and. Uh, uh, so with with thirteen years behind you, I mean that is a, a Lancashire and some great um, some, some some great international cricket in there as well. I mean you've uh, you, you've earned your corn there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, I was. I did. You know, some people say, "Oh, you should have played more for England at the time when I was doing really well." And you know, end of the day, that can that could have happened quite easily with how I was playing domestically, but it didn't work out that way. I just think the main thing is is that. When I got tested against the best, I did really well. So that gives you—it's not like a, um, you know, I held my own and and had a great first series and stuff like that. So I think all again, that was in the West Indies. I think that, that sort of thing where yeah, you wanted to play more, you always want to do more. But I think over the last few months, I've been able to to sit back and really, really appreciate what I've achieved. And you know, when you're in it, all the lads will tell you when you're in it, you just you're always looking to win that next game or you don't really have chance to pick, pick out enjoy couple, what you've done. Pick out so. a couple of those big moments for us then, perhaps, perhaps one, with, one with Lancashire and, uh, and an England one. Um, well, I think with, with Lancashire was the T20 finals day, obviously. I've been a big part of that form of the game at the club. Um, I've been, you know, the most successful bowler in the history of the club. So getting so close, losing on bowl outs, losing... On, the, on losing in every single way apart from winning it. You know, I was even at the end of the year before needing six off the last ball and I didn't do it. So, <laughs> and then there was there was also, um, you know, we, we lost on a bowl out. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, and also, sorry, I said that, a super hope over in the semi-final. So I got to final days a lot. And then when we kept, we got, so when we finally won it and, you know, that year I was the leading wicket taker in the country. I think what I enjoyed that that was a massive moment because also that then, you know, I got, I got in the England setup before that, and then the, obviously you get dropped, and for whatever reason you don't find out. But um, after doing well, and it, you know, it hit me quite hard that. But I think managed to shake that off and go and be a big part 
of winning that trophy for, for Lancashire and then get back into the England team. I think that's when, you know, I knew what I was all about as a person. Um, and that was a really, really big tick for me. And then I did really, I did well out in, in the UAE against Pakistan in the A tour and, and in the England team. And uh, obviously, sadly, after that, it ended. I don't know why. I've never found out. So um, it would have been, been nice to have an exclamation, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, explanation about it. But that's the way professional sport is. It is ruthless. And, and the main thing is just how you keep getting up from these, you know, knockdowns. And, but it doesn't matter if you're an under 13 playing for Chester and you don't get picked. You just have them same feelings. You know, it doesn't matter. You're still going through all the same process. So for all the young kids out there, it's, it's important that you keep your chin up and, you know, things change quickly. Yeah. If you keep, if you keep, if you keep working hard towards it. So. And you wouldn't change it, I'm guessing? Everyone, loads of people have asked me that lately. <laughs> it's crazy, really. I think, you know, there's always things you might do differently. Um, but I think me being being such, such, such you know, in love with the club, being, being from literally central Manchester, you know, I've grown up with a club literally right in front of me. Mm. You know, it was always, I had opportunities to leave to play more four-day cricket. And obviously when I have played that, I've done well. But I didn't. I stuck by the club, and to be fair, you know, I look back now, and I could have played more cricket at another club, and you don't know what could have happened. But at the end of the day, I was playing in a good one-day team. I've won trophies. I've played in a World Cup. I've played around the world, everywhere around the world. Lanks have been. It was a good choice staying, you know. And that's then. That was, and that was the love for him really. And I think it'd have been too difficult um, leaving them, um, if I'm honest. I think that was it. I think if I'd have gone the other way and I'd have, I would have done it in certain times of my career, then I think, and it didn't go well, I would have been kicking myself yes. even more. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, at the time, I went with my heart and, you know, it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, and obviously I've, I've won a championship, a couple of championships, you know, one division two. And so if the only thing we didn't, I didn't get a chance to win, it was that 50 over comp. So um, I can't complain, to be honest with you, right. um, obviously. But you always want more. It's just sure. human nature. So. And some good friends across the game, I, I've seen as well. Great friends. Yeah, it's like amazing. Like You look at that, that World Cup team and, and the team and what does answer me questions. You know, you know, it's a fantastic team. I was part of that team evolving with England. Mm. Um, just, couldn't, just couldn't stay in it. If you look at the team now, you know, I can't really complain looking down the line. England made... Probably did make the right choice at the right time to, to go with what they were going. So, you know, um, and, you know, I've got a lot of friends in that team now. I speak to Joss quite regularly and, you know, and, and play with all them lads and they're fantastic. I think one of the reasons why they're doing so well is that they're such a good set of lads. Um, they genuinely are. Um, and, you know, they all get on and, you know, it's a great environment to be in at the minute there. And it was when I was in there, you know, with Morgan's. A fantastic bloke and you know he's just he's just really good with people so and you don't go to a bad cricketer overnight you don't become a bad cricketer overnight do you so you're kind of a bit of cricket left in you yeah yeah there is yeah it's just um just just weighing that up really and and made a few movements in that of late and and just uh just going to see where the next 12 months is i'm obviously really um, i mean i've got you know obviously the club know that I'm part of Icon Sports, which you've just signed with us, which is brilliant to have a club as big as Chester. You know, it's just, you know, I would I would say, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast, but, you know, they're the sort of clubs we really want involved. You mm. know, for me, it's, it's one of the best, better deals we've ever done. 
you know, fantastic yes. club, great juniors, ran brilliantly well. Um, and, you know, I just think if we can, we get teams like that, it shows, you know, we're doing, we're doing something really, 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 it, really it good. It looks great. It does look business. great, doesn't it, that kit? Yeah, it is. I've actually got my icon stuff on now. I'm in it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got about 15 different outfits. You're sounding like Dicko now, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, I am, though. That's what I'm like because, you know, it's cheap for me because I'm the part owner of the business. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go spend 100 quid on a boss jumper. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm too tight for that. So, you know, so. But no, I think... Um, no, I think well, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It gives me another reason to come down there and see everybody when, when certain times come along and, and form a different relationship, not just cricket, but off the field. I think for me, it's just as important uh, meeting people and, and enjoying, I mean, you know, having different company here and there. I think it's healthy for everybody. Brilliant. Well, we'll get you on again if if we may, and you can. Uh, we want to probe some of that, uh, some of that cricketing background, and uh, and I know you're going to have loads of stuff to tell us as this, as this all unfolds. But we, we wish you all the best. We can this this, this uh, bubble Christmas party. We can um, we can come to that, can't we? Eleventh of December, buy a ticket for that. Yeah, you just buy a ticket, and then it's run by a virtual events company. It's run really professionally, and you just sit sit at home, get yourself a takeaway. Get plenty of beers Fabulous. in if that's what you do, yes. and enjoy Bumble and, and Warren Egg and myself on there. And I think there's a magician on there as well at some point, entertaining. And you can do some cocktails and get entertained, but that costs a bit more. And he's great. He's great <laughs> um, though, isn't he? Bumble's great, and Warren Egg's a good value too. Yeah, great super fellas. Obviously, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. Um, it's like I can't believe I'm on that list of people like you think about James Anderson, Flintoff. Yeah, they've done a lot more than me. Fair brother, I think it's great Chris, but I'm you know, I'm on that list with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that's something that's never gonna go away. Even in a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> it's still always gonna be there. And I think that's something that's Absolutely. I've been really proud of um with this. It's kind of puts the it just shows me that I have done. I was all right at it. <laughs> yeah, you're more than all right at it, Stephen. More yeah, than all right so, at it. Um, and and that's what I, um, that's what I've really enjoyed. Really, you know, and all the England stuff's great, and that's all part of the journey and amazing. But you know, your bread and butter is is where you start, and to to be known as, you know, as a, as a Lancashire legend. Now I keep getting called because yeah. I've had the testimonial and been. Been there 16 years, signed on as for 16 years, and been there since I was in and out of the system. Though from 10, you know, it's been my whole life. Yeah. And yep. I think what's great now is that I'm also getting in with some coaching with the women Lancashire Thunder, and I'm really enjoying it. So they're obviously it's nice to know that they they want to make keep me around even when my career ends. So. Well, um, it's not ended yet. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, thank you. Fabulous. All the best. Thanks Cheers. Bye. Cheers. The Full Toss Podcast. So, interesting times here at Chester Bolton Hall. No cricket at the moment, but we're all getting geared up for 2021. The fixtures are out. They're Really much looked like last year's, but hey, let's get some cricket on as soon as we possibly can. Exciting times with a brand new first team skipper in the shape of Harry Caloran, who started off life uh, back in 2010 when he made his first team league debut against Neston. Harry subsequently played for Cheshire as well. And as I say, at the AGM, he's ratified as our leader for the first team for 2021. And here he is with Lee Dixon. Hello, guys. Thanks for, thanks for getting me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, in Leeds, um, cold, wet Leeds at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it's been good. Um, Shem, I haven't been able to see many people back in Chester, but been, been catching up on what's happened now through the podcast. So yeah, looking forward to updating everyone on my situation. 
slightly different from Dali, this Harry. Yeah, normally he'd be tucking into a, a Netflix series uh, with the, the heat on his back, Jim, but instead he's <laughs> got a Netflix series going on in, in the rain. So yeah, it's, it's just the weather that's changed, really. Exactly. Slightly different uh, setup from last year in Australia. Yeah, it'll be slightly cleaner than I would imagine this will be. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so obviously, Harry, uh, it's been a, a few weeks now since uh, you were announced as the uh, new first-team captain at Chester. Um, what are you, your first thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think obviously it's early days, but what, what's been nice is I've been getting messages from people uh, saying congratulations uh, from obviously within Chester, but also other teams, which which is nice. It makes it feel a bit real. Um, and yeah, it, that was a good part. And then being involved in the AGM and speaking to a few people there and a meeting with the coaches. So just kind of starting off the kind of uh, foundations of what it might, the sort of conversations and, and, and involvement that a captain would do. So yeah, it's been even now, straight away, it feels like I'm already into it. And I've, I know I've been on our phone calls have increased even over the last couple of weeks, Dicko. So that's a, a small snippet of what's to come. So, yeah, no, it's been good. Well, uh, I, th- I think, Harry, um, the the one thing that I found when I first uh, took the captaincy at Chester was the fact that you, you realise quite quickly what a big job it is and, yeah. you know, how many people are interested. Is that something that's come as a bit of a surprise to you of, you know, being a Chester lad through and through of, have you seen this um, in the back, from being in the background of it all? I think from being in the background and speaking to yourself and other great captains that have gone by, I know what a big job it is. I'm under no illusions. of. I know it's not, not a decision that I took lightly, decided to do it. And I think, obviously, these first couple of weeks is just the tip of the iceberg of what's to come. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a big job, but I'm excited. And already getting uh, people supporting me is, is making me look forward to it even more. It's one of them. Obviously, people know that you come from a, a family living on the ground. Two uh, great parents in Dave and Linda, super supportive, and then uh, the uh, well-known Joe Caloran, uh, world-class <laughs> table tennis player and fashion icon that is Joe. Um, what sort of traits do your parents um, bring to the party that they've given you that you think they're going to make you know this a, a job you're going to enjoy? Uh, I think, obviously, um, those that know my dad, he's obviously got a very cool, calm head, um, always very relaxed and thinks about things properly. Um, and obviously, he's a very good planner as well. And he, he do things to the best of his ability. So hopefully I can take that sort of calm head and thinking about certain situations. Um, yeah, can really can really help me because I know it's going to be a stressful job trying to be Chester captain. And I think my mum is obviously her great cricketing knowledge. Hopefully I can transfer that into uh, onto the field. So I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I should take from them and then. From Joe, probably his organisational skills, I think. Uh, those, those that have come across Joe, um, hopefully I can take some of that into my role in the first team. So. We, we, we've, we've actually been vetoed by your mum <laughs> for mentioning Joe in any sort of negative capacity regarding yeah, okay. uh, any organisation or um, timekeeping, so that we, we, we could get sued for that. But, you know, obviously, you know, kind of putting you on the spot there, you know, but obviously you're now in a position now where... You've captained sides before, I know at youth level, uh, at junior level. Um, it's been a little while now since you probably captained the side. When was the last time you, you actually wore the armband yourself? Uh, I did a bit at uni when I was here, but I think probably probably have been uh, Borton Hall under 17s and 18s, I think. And then I did a little bit kind of regional stuff when I, um, when I did kind of Midlands under 17, so probably kind of late junior cricket which is like four, probably yeah, four or five years now so it has been a while but it's something that I 
something that I know I've always enjoyed doing, and I kind of feel like as I've sort of progressed with cricket now, kind of away from sort of being that youngster in the team, I think I kind of think it's the next step for me to really kind of enjoy my cricket and kind of develop as a as a cricketer because I've had times kind of being a good bowler, being a good batsman, and that's enjoyable. But I think this is kind of a new experience. It's really going to kind of reignite a kind of different love and enjoyment for the game rather than just trying to um, trying to uh, develop personal performances. Actually. Yeah, working with the team and trying to create results. So I think this is the next step of my kind of cricketing career, which I'm sort of really looking forward to. I know from a, a personal perspective, watching you grow up, Harry, that it's something from a very early age that I was very aware of that it was it was going to, you know, at some point cross uh, your path, uh, the, the the opportunity to to captain Chester. Um, I know certainly in the last few years, it, it's something where your mind works in a certain way. And people have asked me about this, how, how how's Harry going to get on? And I've been quite open and honest with it. I, I, I've said that I believe that he is always switched onto the game. He doesn't switch off. And that's, that, that, that is it. something, some people can't cope with that. The fact that, you, you know, when you're captain, every ball is an event, but you, you're the one person that's got to be the constant. If you're a bowler, you can go off the fine leg. You can go and talk to people. As a captain, you've got to stay switched on to the game. And that's something that I've noticed in the last couple of years, Harry, where you obviously you've found your voice and you become more of a senior player. Um, and I think it's probably that natural evolvement for you to be able to to kind of put your own ideas out onto the field. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate those those kind words. But I think definitely kind of, this is actually it's coming up to my ninth season, the first team. So even though I'm obviously only 23 now, I think it's, I can see myself in a bit more of a senior role and obviously speaking to the likes of you, uh, the kind of se- the senior players in the side, I can I feel more involved in that sense. And in terms of decision-making, um, I think Rick obviously allowed me to kind of, um, his door was always open, obviously on the pitch or after the games for, for ideas. I think that kind of led me in slightly into the kind of decision-making and the roles like that. Um, I know I was vice-captain a few years ago, probably slightly before I kind of found my voice and, I was sort of in lead, half in Leeds and half back home, so maybe that didn't quite um, work as well as I'd hoped. But I think obviously the last couple of years I've tried to voice my opinions a bit more. Yeah, and so for the Chester faithful, uh, they're thinking, what sort of captain is Harry going to be? You know, we had uh, <laughs> Steve Ogilby, who was the in-your-face, defensive, win the game, hard mentality. You had Ross, Moneyball, park the bus, win the game. You had me, didn't really matter if we won the game. We're going to bat first. I don't care what we do. We're going to bat first, whatever, and try and whack everything. You know, each of these captains, you know, you go to Rick the year before last. Let's pretend last year didn't happen. The year before last, Rick, you know, had Lloyd, had the ability to bat and bowl first. All these cap, all these captains come at it with the, there's no set right or wrong way of doing it. You know, how, how do you think that the member's going to look at you and think, right, well, this is this is Harry's philosophy? Um, I think well, we've we've got a slightly new look team now. I think um, we've got a few we've got kind of we've got real young side now. So I want to really empower those young players and give them an opportunity and kind of show the potential that's really um, coming up through the first team. I think similar to Rick, I think with this being my kind of first year, it's, it's, I'm going to try and be relaxed and try and listen to other people's perspectives. I don't think I, even though I'm captain, it wouldn't warrant me trying to you know go for you senior lads straight away and shout at you and telling you what to do so I think we're going to try and be relaxed empower the juniors to really play and 
yeah, and try and play some good cricket. I, I, I am of the belief that I like Chester batting first at home and trying to bowl teams out because I think that produces the best um, game and gives me as captain the best opportunity to get the best out of my players, especially my bowlers and my batsmen. If you batsmen know that you can go out there and score as many as, as you want and then the bowlers are actually trying to take wickets. I think that's the best yeah. way of playing cricket at Chester. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm obviously going to be learning kind of my trade as a captain. So um, I will be taking other people's opinions. And I think if me going in there with an orthocratic, orthocratic style straight away, I don't think it's going to work. So uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. But I think I'll obviously, I think the style and what I'm going to how, how how it's going to look is going to become more apparent within the season as I sort of figure it out for myself and once we start winning some games I think that's when it'll start coming across I think for me to say now I'm going to be this sort of leader is going to be quite difficult So for me Harry you've been captained by five or six different captains in your time at Chester it's probably that point now you've obviously been uh, affected by all these guys in a positive or a negative way uh, you've also had the opportunity to be captained by some really good guys for Cheshire as well any particular captain's traits that you're going to try and maybe put into your style or maybe a couple that you're maybe not going to copy as much um you know me dick i'm I'm probably only going to speak about the positives in people so i'm going to stick with chester as well as a chester podcast um going to start with yourself mate there's obviously a few things i can really take from you i think your preparation going into any game you obviously know so much about the opposition you know the umpires you you already know what our warm-ups are going to be and things like that. I think you go into the game with all the information that you need, which is a massive, massive bonus. Um, and I think, obviously, you'd always empower the players as well to kind of to just express their skills. So, I think I'd take that from you, mate. I think coming into the coming into the side, Seamus is obviously my captain going in. and I know Seamus sometimes will be controversial in his methods, maybe, and people like to take the piss out of his captaincy now and then. But I think that's pretty unjust because he really did have a like a massive passion desire to win it's one thing he really knew with Seamus that although sometimes he may say the odd words to you especially as a young player like you couldn't deny his absolute passion and his desire to win was just un- like just unparamount to anything else so it really did make you want to work for him and, and go that extra yard to get a win um, and then probably going on from Rick um, my predecessor uh, he was I think obviously so, so relaxed Rick isn't he and uh, and really lets you express yourself and, and go out there and and, and yeah and, and, and play with no fear. And I think that's a really important thing, especially as we've got you know young players who kind of trying to get into the sides. I think Rick's really good for that. Uh, so they're just a few traits from Chester captains. And obviously, I'm sure my style is going to be um, taken from aspects of uh, of each of them. But there's definitely some some parts of other captains I really respect. So if you if you were putting together maybe a few of the the points that you maybe want to leave out. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, what 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 traits are you going to maybe leave in the changing room? Uh, what traits am I going to leave in the changing room? Like, I'll, g- say, I'll give you I'd, one. I'd, I'd, I'll, I'd, I'll I'd give you... Yeah, go on. Okay, go on. Go on. I'll, I'll give you one. When, when Ross was captain, the trait I didn't like about Ross was Ross wouldn't talk to me. So yeah. that was an issue for me. Uh, yeah. During the game. Um but that's probably because I was just constantly talking to him. But I'm sure that you've got, there's, there's, there's certainly ones you, Willow, in, in fact, several captains since I was captain have stopped talking to me. So that's, that's <laughs> probably a, my, my own fault. All right, Dicko. Well, there's, there's one thing. I'm, uh, I'm going to try and talk to you, mate. I, I'll, I'll try and, but things I'll, I'll probably try and leave out. I think 
real having a go at people for when they're out or when they make mistakes. I think it's a certain kind of old style of captaincy, but if someone bowls a bad ball or someone gets out, no one means to do it. So just talking to the player and understanding why they've done it um, and being able to express themselves. I think also sometimes it's easy with the league to try and get into negative mindsets of just wanting to bowl first, restrict players. I think I'm, I'm of the mindset that I always want Chester to try and take wickets no matter uh, what sort of game we're in. So always kind of having that positive mindset. I, don't, I know sometimes in the past we've kind of wanted to win leagues just by, you know, keeper up to the stumps, ring field on. I think sometimes that sort of cricket can be pretty monotonous and, and banal. So I don't really want that kind of... I, I want us to play exciting cricket. So I think those sort of traits are things that I'm going to try and leave out. Well, I I, I must admit, it, it, it's, it's, def, it's definitely exciting, the thought of us batting more apologies as Poppy the dog... Uh, is is clearly a massive Harry fan as well. You know, she heard us batting first again, and she was straight down the stairs to let us know there, Jim. You know, she's got she's got Harry's vote. Um, but the 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 interesting one, and, and you, you just saying about you know, obviously players, it, it is a, a evolving time. Cricket changing rooms are changing, and styles are changing. Um, mm-hmm. And we've got a massive blend of very old guard and and, and a very new guard of player. And you know, I've mentioned in the past that you're in that 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 middle area. You, Jack Williams, probably Alex Money, who have probably grew up at the back end of the old way of doing things and have been part of the new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really interesting for me because that you know, I know me and Rick in the past have maybe said to you, stop saying, don't worry about it to people, stop tapping people on the arse, catches because they didn't mean it. But yeah. I'm I'm excited that whatever I do next year, I can whack it in the air, I can <laughs> throw the ball on the floor, and I, as long as I tell you I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> You're right with me, mate. I'm around the shoulder. It's obviously and, about getting the balance. Uh, I think. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm only season. Yeah, it's a modern way, mate. We'll see. Can I can I, well, can well, I ask uh, something there, Lee? Um, for both of you, really, then. Um, uh, first of all, Harry, you, and then Lee, how did you cope with it? Because you've got some big names here. You've got one guy on the, on the end of the line here talking to you, Lee, who's a big name around the place. You've uh, you've had Rick uh, for the last few years as well, of course. You've got Warren Goodwin mm-hmm. in there. You've got Jack Williams. Now, these are these are guys with big names who, who sometimes take a little bit of management, Harry. Um, do you see that as a challenge? That's the first part. And then, Lee, how did you deal with that? Yeah, absolutely. It is a challenge, obviously... I've been the one listening to those guys and respecting their opinions and obviously not being as vocal in the changing room. Now I'm the one kind of leading the talks and the discussions, but I think I've just got to use the experience that those guys have had. And then I know that they want to support me because they've all been so great with the text. And even so far, people tend to get to back me up and everything like that. So just using those guys' experience, being open and honest, if there's ever times where I feel like I'm not sure about a decision, just using them and, um, and knowing that they've got my back, I think, is, is more enough to empower myself because I know that Dicko's going to be right in my corner, all those guys, so that can give me confidence with anything that, that I want to do going forward. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be challenging, Jim, but I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think from my perspective, Jim, it's obviously I'm, I'm really pleased that you've uh, paid for Harry to go on a Groupon course in media relations because <laughs> so far he's, he's, you know, he, he, he's, he's going to sound great in the... Uh, in the Chronicle, you know, not upsetting anyone, naming everyone as po- as many times as possible. It's got a bit of Dan Riley with a, you know, just that feel to it. But what 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 I would say is the best piece of advice I was ever get, given was by a, an old captain of mine called Ken Crofton. Um, Ken's played 
It wasn't about your hairstyle, was it? Yeah, he looked like David Dickinson, the lovely flow of hair, but what a great fella. And the one piece, the one piece of advice he gave me, and it was when I took the captaincy up to when I was a very young guy, 18, 19, he goes, look, the best piece of advice I can give you, Dicko, is the ability to listen to people so they think that you're listening to them. If they're speaking sense, use it and make them feel like you've used it because they've thought of it, even though you probably already have yourself. And the ability to tell people, great idea, but I'm going to do my own thing. Because that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is that at the end of the season, knowing wherever you finish in that league table, that you can look yourself in the mirror and go, I was true to myself, rather than going, oh, well, you know, George McCormack comes up to you and goes, oh, I really think we should go to a seamer now. Well, he's a seamer. Or Charlie Fleet runs past you. Oh, spinning today, H. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you've got all, you know, everyone's going to give you an opinion. Everyone's going to have a voice. Fantastic. But sometimes, and you, you saw it this year, you know, Rick will pipe up and he'll shut down some of the biggest voices in the changing room. And the reason he's done that is purely because he needs that headspace or just to let some of the other guys know, do you know what? I need a little bit of time here to work through my thoughts. So what I'd say is there is no better place to captain than Chester. There is no worse a place to captain than Chester. You get 10 phone calls. If you lose, you get 20 phone calls if you win because you could have won better. Mm-hmm. You know, we always remember that story, uh, Harry, you were sat next to me, you were a 17-year-old lad, we were in the corner of the changing room, and we took on Cheadle at home, and we lost by one wicket, great game of cricket, we got 250, declared off 48 overs, they knocked it off in the last over, and knock on the door, Fleety and Leggers are there, Fleety's there with a tray of Peronis, and uh, you, you said, what's going on here, Dicko, like to say, oh my God, you're in big trouble. And Chris was like, fantastic game. The bar's full, brilliant, mm-hmm. you know, fantastic cricket. We'd still got 15 points. Yeah. But it was that's the fact brilliant. that, you know, we played a certain way. So mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's that's the beauty of it, really. There's no <laughs> there's, there's no right way of doing it. There's no wrong way of doing it. But I'm I'm, I'm excited to see you do it and, and mm-hmm. do it your way. And to be shouted at you by your H, because I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited to see you shout at Warren. I'm even more excited to see you shout at Rick. <laughs> I'm quite, I'm quite excited to do it myself. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting. If that, if if it, if it does, if it does uh, materialise, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting experience for for everyone, I think. How, it, how, how can you do all of that then? <laughs> You've got all that to do and make sure it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't affect your game. Yeah, no. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to make sure it, it, it won't because we've I've still got a good opportunity to train here in Leeds, and I'll be back um, as, as early as I can. Um, training with it for, for the first team this year and I'm looking forward to getting involved with all the coaches and everything like that so one thing Dicko did say and other people make sure the captain doesn't uh, you know deter your role at all which could can be difficult especially as, an, as a, an all-rounder so I'm going to still give myself the opportunity to, to uh, influence the game what, One question I did want to ask which was a, a bit of a kind of a novel question obviously football is pretty much the only sport being played at, at the moment in the UK because uh, of Covid if you had to describe yourself as a a manager in the Premier League, who would it be? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, because obviously, you know, if you want to, if you want to get to him on side, you can just mention Hassan Hootle, because you know yeah, true, yeah. He, he's he's got good energy, and they don't they're not bothered whether they win or lose. So you know, that's that, that's always a good person to choose. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Um, 
think of a young a young manager. I was thinking Eddie Howe, but then he's been he's been sacked, isn't he? He's not <laughs> Ideal. <laughs> There's a by Harry sees himself as Eddie Howe. <laughs> <laughs> he's good on MF. You look um, a little bit like him, apart from the hair colour. Yeah, I was sort of thinking. I'd say, oh, I can't even imagine that. Uh, what about I'd you, say, Jim? I'm sure I'm sure you'll be able to come up for it with a manager <laughs> for him because me. obviously he's shown that his first question, his first big question, he's he's he stumbled here. Really getting managers. Uh, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, why not go for Jurgen Klopp? Because he seems like he's got a good relationship with all the players. Big hug after the game. They're like, if we get a good win, um, those sort of things. That, um, and I'm sure I'll be, you know, going on about the busy schedule. You know, when when injuries pick up. So. <laughs> there we go. Very, very, very good, mate. Very good. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll, I'll have a think to carry that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just going on to onto the playing front for next year. Obviously, you've mentioned we're a young side. Um, is there anyone in particular that you think, oh, do you know what? I think they're going to have a a big year, or someone you're looking forward to maybe giving a, a certain opportunity to. Um, I'd say, I'd say from last year, I'm really looking forward to seeing George McCormick bowl next year. I think. He's sort of turning into a kind of senior seamer for us, probably leading the seam attack. Um, hopefully, Rick's going to be fit as well. I think them two could obviously have a really good partnership together. Um, and then our, our new addition, Luke, bowling to the seam. So I think them, them guys could form a really good partnership. But I think George, obviously, last year, I know, especially when he kind of had to lead the attack. And I remember the game at, um, at Nantwich away and he took four wickets at the top and bowled really well. I think if he can take some of that form into next season, really. I think he's kind of moved on from maybe holding up an end the year before, which is maybe a bit harsh, but really bowling in a good partnership with Lloyd to then really actually being a wicket taker at the top for us. So I think as a young player, really looking forward to him. Um, and then I'd say Luke Young. I'm not sure if, if many people know, but uh, Luke's, Luke's decided to join us from Hyde. Um, quality batsman and bowler. I'm really looking forward to seeing him integrate into the side. Bowls left arm seam. Um, and the top order batter did really well for the, in the league last year for Hyde. So he's a really exciting prospect for us. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing how those guys go. But I think we're really lucky next year. We've actually got a, we've got a squad of uh, I can see at least 13 or 14 players that are really hoping to get into that first team, and I think can be useful. Like we've got guys like Andy Metcalf, who who's looking like he's going to be bowling next year, and. Is, can be so dynamic with the back, can really push the game on, and he's been working hard with his fitness and his training in winter. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes early on. Um, and yeah, and Charlie Fleet, I'm sure he'll be raring to go for his cricket after a winter folding with you, Dick. I'm sure he'll, his enjoyment of cricket uh, will uh, will increase exponentially after uh, after weeks in the factory. So uh, I'm sure his cricket. I'm really looking forward to seeing him go in a full season with him. Um, bowling again, so yeah, there's just a few names. Could go through the whole team, to be honest. But well, I was going to say, I was going to say, you're doing a great job at the moment. A lot of names <laughs> there. Also, as well, the fact if if anyone needs a fact sheet on some of these words that Harry's dropping in to prove that he's an academic, this is just fantastic. <laughs> Um, also as well obviously it's good for him to come on this podcast Jim because he did do like a pirate style podcast didn't he for a while which obviously oh, yes, he did. Yes. stole nearly 30 of our listeners every other week <laughs> uh, but that, that sadly didn't get a second series Harry do you, do you want to talk us through why that was discontinued uh, uh, didn't get a second series I think I think that the more corporate this podcast you know with a, with a bigger budget kind of uh Blew us out the water a bit, unfortunately. Uh, we're a bit more rough around the edges. 
Not sure. I think it. I, I, I was just wondering why you decided to decide clientele to the uh, you know. <laughs> Were you one of the, the people in our changing room uh, who weren't happy because obviously we did carry on and we were referred to as the full tossers? You know, would you like to explain that to Jim for uh, me? I believe I believe I believe that 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 nickname was thrown around. I can't say who it was, um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been a member of that uh, that group. Uh, well, but remember, we're, we're, we're the one and only media outlet at the moment coming out of the oh, club. No. So, you know, you could be Eddie Howe, you know, so <laughs> yeah. make sure you're on, you're on side. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> There's a badge uh, on the way today. Oh, is that fantastic? That's well, I, I've got absolutely, uh, I, I'd look forward to this because I think Harry would be a very good opponent. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you want to go now or do you want to? Yeah, yeah, let's have a little go. All right, Harry, are you primed? Are you ready? What's the what are we doing? Sorry, we're, we're, we've, got, we've got a badger here now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you primed? Uh, and the, Jim, do you know what I love about this? Is is because clearly Harry has come on and not done any preparation <laughs> and know. not listened to the previous podcast. No. So he doesn't know what this is. So let's roll with it and let's see how he blags it. See, see how he goes. Oh, uh, and no help from uh, from his uh, from his housemate who's probably got sausage and chips there on the floor. That's what I'm <laughs> All right then, so five questions. Don't shout the answers out, fellas, uh, and we'll, we'll check the scores afterwards. And honestly, bounce obviously. So Harry Kaloran made his Chester debut on the, the first team on the third of July two thousand and ten against Neston. Or at least I hope you did, Harry. You were the youngest yep. player to feature for the first eleven at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. Who previously held that record? You beat it by just Eddie a. <laughs> <laughs> It's going well, Lee, isn't it? Yeah, it's, go, it's going well. What do you say? Do you say shout it out or no? Don't shout it out. <laughs> Park it oh, in your pocket no. till we go through them again. That's a schoolboy oh, error. That. Sorry, Jim. Schoolboy error. That one. So we'll move on. So right to question two. You get another go to get it right. Uh, number two is uh, in that game, Chester lost by three wickets. Okay. Uh, who scored thirty-seven in that game, uh, which was his last game for the club? Oh. All right. He hasn't shouted it out yet, Lee. Christ, I tell you what, Harry, have you looked? I wasn't even. I wasn't even at the club. I know, but, but, you, you but your it. knowledge, Lee, is such that you know. At least you've got the first one, Dicker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> cheers, mate. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we'll make it a little bit fairer with the third one then. So uh, Cheshire versus Cornwall, which is a game you were both in at Audley Edge in June two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Uh, match figures for both of you. All right, uh, number four, uh, coming more up to date now in this half-season, truncated season that we had, uh, that little friendly against Alvinley. Remember that well? On a Thursday night, I think it was, a Tuesday night, start of the season, 14th of July. Uh, Alvinley 101 for six, Chester 106 for one, batting second. Uh, you and Ollie put on 97, Harry, for the second wicket. You scored 59 runs, which included six fours and four sixes. How many balls did you face? And finally, uh, back to uh, 2019 when we did have a, have a proper season. Uh, scores, well, Harry, how many runs did you make and how many wickets did you take? Sorry, was that 2019? How many 2019, runs your runs oh, and your wickets. Didn't, didn't, oh. do great. didn't do great, 2019. No, I thought that as well. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> You're right. 
I don't know uh, the average. I know you top scored with 85, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's go back to the uh, first question. Um, uh, any ideas on the first question, who the youngest player was that, that uh, Harry took the record from? <laughs> well, th- everyone, I think everyone knew it was uh, a, a young spin bowler and it was uh, Edward Roberts, wasn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, one each. Uh, then the Chester, um, sorry, Chester lost that game by three wickets. Who scored 37 in their last game in that match? I've got them a Ruth Khan. Ruth Khan. What do you think, Lee? <laughs> See, I, I, had, I had a couple written down here. I had Jack Yates written down, mm. but I know he played a little bit later than that because he played at Macclesfield a few years later on. Um, I'm going to go for... Bill Thomas. Good shout. Uh, but it was Maruf Khan. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Great, uh, great player. Under, under Jim Gilson's captaincy, of course. Yeah. Uh, right, I've let's go to the Cheshire, the Cheshire game. Course, actually. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us go to that Cheshire-Cornwall game. Uh, I can see you twirling away now, Harry, and that picture of you by the, uh, by the um, grass cutter. So, Cheshire against Cornwall. Roughly, what are your match figures in that game? I think seven for... I put 80, something. Seven for 85. I think you went for more than that. Probably more. I I, I was going to say seven. Got seven written down. I've got 95. Well, the answer was 7 for 103, 5 for 64, and 2 for 39. Uh, Well done, Lee. My man back in there. Uh, on a great game, a great win for, Ches- for Cheshire, and Lee contributed what for no points? I, well, I, I don't know if you've got this, Harry, because I could actually tell you what <laughs> I got in each innings. And I can tell you how I got out in the first innings and what bat I used. So the first innings, I got out first ball uh, to a left-arm spinner. Uh, he, must, he was about 107 years old. Um, <laughs> I, I had a brand-new bat from Christian Payne, a black funky. And at the non at the non striker, I was caught behind, and um, the non striker was Rick Moore, and I walked out there with a hat on. Eyes went. I do that thing where I'm like, oh, for God's sake, lift me eyes in the air, uh, and walked off and never used that bat again. I got first baller, <laughs> and I got 54 <laughs> in the second innings. Spot on. You did. You did. Very good. Spot yeah, on. You went well. Yeah, I didn't get that. Well done, Lee. <laughs> So, final one then, Harry, was uh, how many runs did you get in 2019 in the league? Oh, there's, is there one? There was one, uh, how many balls we got the 50 off, I think, Jim? Is that number four? Uh, sorry, there was. So, I jumped above <laughs> well myself. Back, Harry. It, was, it was Lee talking about again, yeah, good stuff, well, well spotted there. Do you wonder how long it take you to spot that <laughs> I've, one? I've gone, I've gone 19. 19 for Lee. Uh, yeah. 27. 27 for Harry. It was actually 29. That's absolutely. Do you know what? In watching the Sri Lankan Premier League at the moment, twenty-nine ball fifty is slow. It's a joke. It's absolute <laughs> rubbish, isn't it? And especially when you took Chris Charles for thirty off one over, so you basically just patted it round. Okay. Uh, and then finally, the two thousand nineteen the season. Then Harry, how many runs did you get? Mm. Yeah. How many? In, how many innings, Jim? Oh, I left that. Oh, sorry, I haven't got it to hand. Well, no, uh, I, you know, I always expect you to have the I highest know, level of uh, research. Yes. Poor. So you've probably got this off Linda then. This could <laughs> <Yeah>. be anything. <laughs> what, wasn't, uh, a, wasn't a great year. The year before would have been a bit more generous for me, I think. I reckon I got 16 wickets and I've got 280 runs. Wow. Um, 17 innings, by the way, just saying. 
17 innings, right. So not you can't have been that bad, surely. I'm going to say you averaged at least 20. So I'm going to say 357 runs, and I'm going to say that you got 16 wickets. Oh, well, he actually got 21 wickets and 230 runs. But it's irrelevant, really, because he shouted out the answer to the first one, Lee. So you win anyway. <laughs> Get in. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and, the, and the fact is, is that it, it just shows, and this is a, a valuable lesson for next year, Jim. When yes. you go into an away ground, learn everything about it. So, no, yeah. there's a quiz on the show. Yes. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> yeah. So, Jim, just one. just just before we tie up, obviously Harry, you've known Harry from a little lad. You know, I've I've mentioned this on other podcasts. He's your next door neighbour. What uh, have you got? Something you know, looking forward to for next year? Uh, anything you want to say to him, or something that you're looking forward to seeing uh, well, at the start of next year? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think we all know that uh, one of the toughest jobs at Chester is, is off the field, uh, never mind on it. Um, some people will tell you that you, when you cross that white line, that's a game of cricket then, and that's the easy bit, and there's a tough bit mm-hmm. off, off, off the field. Harry knows this. Uh, I think if Harry carries on with that big smile on his face, he's got two great folks backing him there. He's got a lot of great folks around here backing him as well. Uh, I'm chuffed because uh, I've seen Harry um, since he was... Uh, a wee young lad, and to see him uh, going out there in his first game with a big smile on his face and uh, you know, moving people around, fantastic. Harry, I'm dead proud of you, mate. Appreciate that, Jim. Thanks, mate. And for, and for me, Harry, obviously, uh, my final thought is, you know, fantastic that you've mentioned all these uh, young players you're excited to bed in next year. But all I remember, Harry, is, is that me, Warren, Rick and Jack all have a car. Um, which is vital to any first team. Um, and we all have a job, which means we can pay our subs. So I look forward to bedding all those young lads in. Don't know how you're going to get them there. But I'm sure they're going to be fantastic. Um, but, you know, we, we look forward to seeing you lead us out that first game and make sure no one crosses that white line until you do. Very important. Absolutely. Cheers, Vico. Appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for getting me on. Well done, Harry. All the best. Cheers. Cheers, So, sounds like exciting times ahead, COVID permitting for 2021. Thanks to Harry. Thanks to Lee as ever, of course. And thanks to Stephen Parry, who's really had it tough. Get behind Stephen as best you possibly can. And we'd love to hear from you. One podcast to go before the end of the year, our Christmas edition. Send us your Christmas messages. You can email them at uh, cbhcc at btinternet.com or send them to Lee or myself. We'll put them out um, on the next programme. Okay, okay. Get yourselves down to the ground. In the meantime, watch some Nomads football and, of course, stay safe. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Mm-hmm.